As opposed to the other 179 episodes. Okay. <laughs> levels, levels. Levels, levels. I've got a new business opportunity for talking to Todd. Sure. I mean, we haven't done one of those in a while. Does it have anything to do with you guys renting out your e-bikes? Sadly, no. But, you know, now that you say that, that's not a bad idea. We could do, ooh, we could do VRBO, but the B stands for bike. Vacation rental bike owner? Wow, that's that's worse than three shadowing, which I got feedback on, by the way. No, this is actually about conference realignment. Okay. I think we should announce that we are no longer going to be independent and we are going to join a conference. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll field a football team and everything. You go join the big 10 and I'll go join the big 12. And then we just sit back and wait for the money to roll in. Okay. I'm not, I'm not following, but I mean, do you think that'll work? I mean, Rutgers lets the rest of the big 10 do 98% of the work seems to work out. Okay. For them. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. Hey, wait, wait, I'm Rutgers. Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prinz, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? Not, not, not too bad. Not too bad. Just ready for another exciting week of Talking to Todd. Or or whatever we produce. You know, what, whatever. <laughs> We've got a hard out for piping hot pizza. Hard stop. We have a hard stop. A hard stop for soft, chewy dough. Okay. Uh, something like that. Did Doughmaster want to weigh in on your favorite kind of pizza crust? One I make. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Although ones other people make are also can be good, but in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, closing the circle on the cold open. Yeah. I'm really more of a Big Ten guy. Okay. Went right. to a Big 12 school. Yeah, we yeah, got but, those. But, but, yeah, but what isn't a Big 12 school at this point? <laughs> absolutely fair. <laughs> the t- uh, well, not Washington State. Good point. The beavers, those brainiacs, Stanford. No. Yeah. 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 I saw a note today. Maybe Cal and Stanford can start an Ivy League West division. Yeah. But given the way that college football is working, I think it would be called Ivy League East. And everybody would just shake their head and go, sure, whatever. Sure. Branding. Why, why not? I don't. Yeah, that's well, fine. Because the ACC, the Atlantic Coast conference yes was also soliciting some west coast schools really yeah you know 
and we're not going to go on about this anymore because we got we got other stuff. And I'm sorry to start off with sports, but what I will tell you is, if we find out five years from now that the NCAA hired Elon to quote unquote fix college football, and this is what happened, we would all go, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." That uh, oh yeah that that explains all of this oh yeah yeah it was an Elon it was an Elon idea. <laughs> yeah, Welcome that... to Conference X, uh, where X State is going to take on the University of X. <laughs> oh, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> you know, it seemed fun at first, and now yeah yeah. Uh. Oh well, wins. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm assuming at some point Drake's going to get an invite to something. I. ACC, Big 12. They'd have to play play better football than they do because it all revolves around football. Uh, My prediction? Yeah. Football becomes its own thing. Yes. And everybody kind of just circulates back to their original, more regional because of travel. Because the thing that's driving all of this is the sport that plays the least amount of games. Yes. One a week, a total of 12. That's it. And the people who play 40 or 50 games a year now have to travel across the country, not in chartered jets that the football teams have to make up for it. I, you know, I've, I've said this for years that college football needs to be spun off into independent, like not just its own rules. It needs to be a separate entity from the university. Because look, this whole thing. I mean, oh, they're tax deductible. No, it's it. They, no. They, they, no, no, they're not. Yeah. The only thing I have yet to figure out about all of this is if the football program is spun off from the university, does the football program pay a licensing fee to the university for using their name, or does the university pay a licensing fee to the football team? for having their name, which does mean at some point there could be a bidding war for Nick Saban's team that they used to be the University of Alabama. But if Drake came in with a strong thing, Drake's football team could be based in Tuscaloosa. (laughs) Playing on the University of Alabama campus. It's the Drake Bulldog. You know what? That'd make more sense. Georgia. Then they wouldn't have to. They, they're they already have to set change up. Change mascots. You don't have a Utah Jazz scenario. Yeah, yeah. You've you know what? You've already got the Bulldogs already painted in the end zone. So boom, problem solved. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, I got nothing from toddler number one this week. Clean yep, show nothing, apparently. No, nothing on our side. Yep. Danny enjoyed the dad jokes. Toddler four hundred one k. Okay. He he did want to know what the hell is Todd eating during the podcast? Was I I don't think I was eating anything. I don't think so either, but I I mean I theorize that it could still be pie. Oh so, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, the 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 bike box was allowed at fifty pounds and uh so I had I had a good thirteen pounds to spare coming back. So you you know, you you'd, you'd be stupid not to pack that thing full of full of pie. Yeah. Yep, absolutely fair. Apparently, also, as our financial advisor, he informed us that Amy and I have both made money on Uber stock. Damn it. Really? Yeah. Oh. Oh. So, I mean, you know, it's your blood money, whatever. Okay. That's I, cool. I, I, I kind of <laughs> treat this like a blind trust. 
I don't pay any attention to any of it. You you blindly trust whatever Danny does with your money. <laughs> yes, that's yes, that's that the is, blind trust. <laughs> yeah, it's a blind trust. Sure. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which means at some point, it's entirely possible. Six months from now, you're you're going to get this weird thing. Like Danny's going to send you a text. Hey, did you see what happened in Sierra Leone? And you'll say something like, "No." Why should I pay attention? Never mind. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's we'll talk fine. next week. Yep, you're good. <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> it's 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 Uber for Sierra Leone. Oh my! How much of our money's in that? <laughs> Don't worry. You know what? Elon said it was a good buy. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Moving on. Uh, Doug with the idiot toddlers. Yes. Toddcon three. He. So we t- we were talking about perhaps cleaning the Naperville drains. Yes. During Toddcon 3. Yes. And he texts me, Toddcon 3 prison edition? <laughs> we can all have matching orange commemorative t-shirts. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm wondering how long, I'm assuming that Greg and Sherry live in a fairly nice neighborhood. I'm wondering how long before there's all of a sudden on, uh, on next door, there's a complaint about why are there prisoners in our neighborhood doing community <laughs> service work? I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad they're doing it. I just didn't know it was happening. Yeah, yeah. Did the HOA vote on that? Uh, and those were the only two pieces of feedback I got. Excellent. All right, yeah. we're still on track for pizza. Well, you okay. are. Yeah. Well, yeah. I did have one. Um. Actually. Okay. Uh, we referred to Sherry's latest athletic endeavor as an Iron Man. Oh. As as we all know, it's not. It's an Iron They. Yeah. So we sit corrected. Mm. Yes. Talking to Todd regrets the error. I mean, not so much that we didn't make the error, but I mean, we, we regret it. We regret having to go back and fix it. We regret that somebody found it. Yes, there's that. <laughs> If anyone noticed that we made an error, we regret that. Yes. <laughs> the uh, uh, on to follow up. Yes. Uh, I think we should do more events. Uh, I, the numbers tell us that we should apparently do more events where people think we're going to die. I don't. I don't love where this is going, but okay. Toddcon two, hot damn the Ragbri edition. Yes. Is our seventh most popular listen. And we didn't even have a guest. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, so uh, apparently us doing things where we risk our lives. Admittedly, the, us, the, I mean, the bar is really low for what cons- <laughs> for is considered risking our lives. It's not. It doesn't mean that we're not putting them at risk. It's just like. Oh my, you know, are they going to go skydiving? Are they going to go, you know, are they going to go, you know, shoot like a class five rapids or something? Oh, no, 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 no. They're just going to, they're going to, they're going to walk to the chicken for a lunch and it's pretty hot out. So who knows if they're going to make it? (laughs) Tell you what, Hey, tell you what, if, if that's what draws everybody in, however, if Toddcon three is, if we have it at the undisclosed location, 
there is significant amounts of hiking opportunities. And by hiking, really what I'm talking about is just walking in places that aren't paved. Oh, but there are backcountry, you know, whatever I, I can put, I can put you and me in, in relative danger, not danger. If that's going to draw people in. Okay. Well, Hey, we do whatever takes, whatever drives content. (laughs) Buckle up toddlers. Okay. This trail is called the widow maker. Dwayne, do you want to go first? Dwayne, where'd you go? (laughs) Man, I didn't know he even brought his electric bike here. That's fast. (laughs) Okay, Kevin, let's go. I also, I read a story this week about the origin of the name of Ragbri. Okay. We were on the 50th ride, right? Yes. And the first one, the first one only kind of had a name. It was just, I mean, it was 300 people and Karis and who was the other guy? It wasn't Donald Call. It was. I thought it was Call. I thought it was Call and Karis, wasn't it? And then, oh, and then it was Offenberger, Offenberger later. yes. Later. It was Call and Karis to begin with. Yes. So it was the first, the first whatever registers bike ride across Iowa. And so the second one was Sagbri, the second annual great bike ride across Iowa. Oh. Right. And on the third one, it was going to be Tagbri. Okay. But then they knew where it would go with the fourth and the fifth, and they just downgraded back to the registers annual great bag bike ride across Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Yep. 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 Good uh, marketing marketing department at the register was all over that. Yeah. Yep. Some somebody had some foresight. Hey, I'm getting ready to submit the uh, the trademark, and I just want you to read this out loud and tell me what you think. Nope. No. No. Nope. Nope. Yep, that's what the boys down in the lab came up with too. So yep. uh, we'll we'll find something else. We will go back to Ragbri and stick with that. By go the ahead. way, yeah. By the way, I will say in the last week. There have been multiple references of around here. There have been multiple references of, of Kevin's that have come out of nowhere to surprise us. If I'm not mistaken, and I, sorry, I wasn't prepared with this one. I believe we, we had that. We had the Kevin, we had Amy had the Kevin intern. Yes. Fixing her copiers at work. Yes. Yes. I believe Lisa was on a call with a client and they're like, oh, well, you know, we're going to have to talk with Kevin about that, which created some problems. <laughs> and I will also say uh, in what we're watching, we're, we're, we're slowly making our way through shrinking and this isn't, this isn't letting anything go. What I will tell you is if you're not watching shrinking at this point, Dwayne, you guys need to. There is a Kevin reference in shrinking. Okay. That when you get to it, you will both laugh and want to potentially demand some writing credit on an episode of shrinking. (laughs) Okay. Maybe we picked up a new listener. (laughs) Yeah. Harrison Ford. 
I got him. I got him right this time. Yes. Oh. <laughs> a tweet came across my uh, feed this week. I believe that's called an X now. Sorry. Thank you. Yes. I said corrected real time. Thank you. Somebody X'd an X on the X service. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, it reads. Can I still say that? I don't know. I Sure. We'll go with that. Okay, for now. We'll go with that for now until. No. It, you know it what? X's. It runs. It runs. <laughs> it runs. Okay. <laughs> Here in tech bro world, yeah. we have so many innovations for you to try. Expensive, unregulated taxi. Mm-hmm. Expensive, unregulated hotel. Yep. Picture of monkey, formerly valuable. <laughs> Imaginary restaurant that serves bad food. Imaginary scam money. Used to buy picture of monkey. <laughs> yes. In Twitter, but it sucks now in 12 different flavors. Uh, that was courtesy of the Emperor Kennedy. And uh, I'm like, we've talked about all of these things. <laughs> like, How can we not talk about those? <laughs> <laughs> Explain a tech innovation badly is what that is. Or explain a tech innovation honestly. Uh, yes. Mm, I, I think that's yep. actually that's honest. A, that, yep, yeah, honest, honest tech. That's what that is. Tech. Yes. <laughs> uh, did you have any follow up this week? I'm just kind of dominating the conversation. Nope, really? That's about it. Yep. Okay. Did you bring anything for Todd's Tech Corner uh, brought to us by the Taylor Center for Technology Policy? No, other. The only thing I would say is there are at least in my news feed on my youtube feed etc there are hundreds of articles talking about uh iphone 15 release date details here prices design yeah by the way i'm just gonna nothing has been announced there is no release date there is no pricing information like everybody is getting a rumor from somebody's cousins <laughs> brothers barbers chauffeur who overheard a conversation and everybody's running with it as if it is uh, they're reporting it not as rumors but as here's all the information there there's no information yet there's there's some rumors. We probably have an idea about the number of design features of the phone and all of that. We, you could take an, if, if I was an Iowa state or Iowa uh, football player and I had to bet on when the phone was going to come out and I probably would given the news from today. Did you, by the way, did you see more players got arrested? Are you kidding me? Nope. Nope. More players. Anyway, we, I could, we could probably guess when it's going to be announced. We could probably guess, but anyway, all of these things, they're all just clickbait. So don't don't worry about it. We'll, Mid-September, we will know all about the iPhone 15. Right here uh, on, on Talking to Talk. You have to listen to us. No, that's not true. Uh, I mean, it'd be great. But anyway, so um, there's a lot of information out there that is basically taking one rumor and repeating it as fact. So just don't worry about it. 
I don't know that anybody is other than me. I'm the one who's actually interested in getting the phone. But anyway, it's more of a reminder than than, a, than an information segment. Your source for all of the rumors reminded me. Yes. I can't believe I forgot this. I apologize to Toddler Negative 18. Sarah Judson Brown sent some content. Oh, okay. She noticed this trend in book titles about it's it's someone with an interesting job, but the book isn't about that person. It's about some other random person in the guy's life, like the time traveler's wife or the Got magician's it. assistant. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, the prison guard's daughter. These are all actual books. Okay. Right? Sarah theorized a scenario where you could randomly generate book titles by just inserting an interesting job and some kind of relationship status. Okay. The drug addict's nephew. Okay. The pharmacist's babysitter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. The podcaster's intern. The meeting planner's electric bike salesperson. <laughs> you know, that's a story I want to hear. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the last one, the park ranger's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's <laughs> I pretty serious. I guess it's pretty serious. <laughs> Thanks, Simone. <laughs> but anyway, Sarah got all caught up on the podcast, sent me sent me that and the uh, a comment on, on the chorus line of players at Waveland where there were 16 players on a single hole. Oh, sweet Lord. Missed that. The only tech report that I had was that the, the, the WAPs are operating flawlessly here in Norwalk. And I want to thank you for that. Excellent. Excellent. Since they're working, I will take credit. (laughs) (laughs) If they, if they weren't, you were just reading the instructions. Suggestions. Yes. Installation. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Hey, have you read the installation suggestions? I believe I kept asking while you were assembling what eventually became Amy's e-bike. Yes. And no, we didn't. Uh, this looks like this goes here. Yeah, close enough. Pro- probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pizza's early. Pizza's early. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> cool. guess, guess we better keep moving. Yeah. Oh. That's right. It's an odd week. It must be time for Dwayne Guess a Number, America's favorite game. Okay, hit me. Real quick, isn't it? An even week? Not that it matters. Anyway. They're all odd. How long have you been listening to us? Every week is odd. Okay. All right. Dwayne. Yes. There's been lots of rule changes in baseball this year that have had all sorts of impacts about they've got rid of the shift. The bases are bigger. There's more stolen bases. Batting averages are going up. There's all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah. However, there has been one odd unintended consequence from maybe the rule changes. Maybe not that the athletic has picked up on it. I know that you have access to the athletic, so this, this may go poorly, but Dwayne, 
what is this season in Major League Baseball? What is the number of errors per game? Good question. 0.49. Well, that's ridiculously close. The answer is 0.51. Okay. I'll give it to you. Okay. I mean, I now, read the story. I couldn't remember exactly what the number was, but I knew it was close to uh, half I, an error per game. When you got that close, I said, well, I guess he read it. <laughs> but I couldn't remember. I I knew I knew generically where it was, but okay. Very interesting. Interesting article. Yeah. Well, but the reason why that's interesting is that is the lowest number of errors per game in the history of the sport. Yep. And in baseball, that means more than 125 years. And basically, there's some questions as to just because you got rid of the shift and you made the you made the bases bigger, why are there fewer errors per game? And what the article went on to say is people are actually questioning whether baseball, in order to make batting averages look better, told all of the scorers to stop recording errors. There are multiple, multiple examples here of balls hitting players gloves and them dropping the ball and that going as a hit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Major league baseball has denied that they have given any such instructions to official scorers, but also said that official scorers are not allowed to talk to the media. So what they said was, Oh, trust us. We didn't say that. Can we ask them? No, you may not. Anyway, yes. The the other related theory is because of the pitch clock, there is less time between pitches to make. I mean, you used to have a little more time to be able to make that evaluation or think about it or, you know, you know, do you put up the error? Do you put up the hit? I mean, it's not now you've got 15 seconds before something else is going to happen and you got to move on to the next thing. You don't have, you know, a minute between pitches anymore to decide whether or not. So when in doubt, they're granting the hit. Okay. All right. Since you said that, I think we can solve this. I think we can solve this for Major League Baseball. We both watch Formula One. What would Formula One do? They would put up a thing that said, this was noted. It will be reviewed five to 35 hours after the game. Right. We go to the stewards. Right. For we additional, we, we may know. change our ruling at some point. Yeah. As a matter of fact, after the game, we're going to invite, uh, we're going to invite the batter and we're going to invite the fielder and we're going to invite the pitcher because the pitcher cares a lot. Yes. And we're going to get all of the data and the metrics, and then we're going to ask each one of them. And we're going to ask the fielder, did you feel like when you didn't move your feet and the ball hit you square in the glove and you dropped it, did you feel like that that, that you had to put forth an undue effort in order to try to catch the ball that you are paid $40 million a year to do? That was I can't, I can't possibly be, you know what that, Oh, there we go. Okay. Okay. Or you know how baseball loves advanced metrics yes, and they, they just, do. here's what I think ought to do. Errors ought to be tied because errors are basically saying, could a, could a player using reasonable, normal effort make the play? Nobody knows what that means. Arguably 
unless you're running and lunging, in theory, if it hits the glove, you probably should get it or whatever. But here's my thought. You know, right now, that, it's anything anything more than two steps is a hit. Yeah. If it's more than two steps away from him, that's a hit. Here's my thought. You know what that needs? We need adjusted errors. And what it needs to take into account is your salary. If you are making minimum wage, which is still, I i don't know, what's that? 300000 is probably at the low end of baseball salaries, something like that. Tell you what, if you make three, if you make minimum wage, you get two steps. Anything beyond two steps, okay, that's fine. As that goes up, if you make ten million dollars a year, you, we're you you should make anything within three to four steps of you. And if you make more than thirty million dollars a year, if it's hit to your side of the field, if you're worth thirty million dollars a year, catch that. Real time follow up. Yes. So that you can't do it at the end. Yes. MLB minimum salary in 2023. Todd, guess the yes. number? Mm, not 300000 Okay. $720,000 a year. Guess I was off by a bit. You weren't just off. You were Dwayne off. You were a full Dwayne away from <laughs> getting that number correct. You've been hanging around me too much. <laughs> yeah, but my thought is, seriously, the 25th player on the end of the bench is making 720. <laughs> well, that's why he can afford to buy board apes. Good point. All right, so you get the number and I don't. Good week for you. Hey, thanks. Uh, let's see, what do we got? Oh, idiots. Scott Frost, Memorial, Idiot of the Week. I brought two. Okay. Oh, no, you didn't. Story number one. All right. Story number two, Cats Against the World. All right. I got to go with Cats Against the World. It was a tone deaf day at Northwestern. The the first fall practice open to the media. Some of the Northwestern football coaches wore shirts that read Cats Against the World. With the number 51 on it. Former coach Pat Fitzgerald wore number 51 when he played at Northwestern. So the Northwestern football team is using the time honor tradition of they actually screwed up. They they have brought on multiple multi-million dollar lawsuits against the university for their action in allegedly hazing, including sexual almost sexual assault around hazing. And when caught on it, they printed up t-shirts that said it's us against the world because we're the victims here. Yes. I'm going to say I'm concerned at the education level at Northwestern that they're not teaching the definition of irony (laughs) early enough in the curriculum. Or or at all to the football team. Though... (laughs) The, this is these are coaches. Oh yeah, the guy's getting paid. Right, oh, that makes it better. Yeah, yeah. isn't that also uh, so much better? Uh, so that's mine. The north the northwestern coaching staff is my idiot of the week. How about you? <clears throat> okay, so this story comes out of Saskatchewan, Canada, and a a grain buyer texted. 
farmers that the buyer would want to buy flax at $17 a bushel. And one farmer indicated he could deliver on that. So the buyer texted a photo of the contract as the buyer had done numerous times before and said, please confirm flax contract. The farmer sent an emoji thumbs up. Right. Okay. Then prices of for flax jumped to $41 a bushel and the farmer didn't deliver at the $17 price. So the buyer sued in court saying that they had a legally binding contract. The thumbs up. <laughs> okay. So that went to court and judge Timothy Keene ruled that the farmer's emoji thumbs up counted as a signature <laughs> and ruled that the farmer was in breach of contract from the ruling quote, this court acknowledges that a thumbs up emoji, by the way, the thumbs up emoji is in the ruling. Nice. <laughs> is a non-traditional means to quote-unquote sign a document. But nevertheless, under these circumstances, this was a valid way to convey the two purposes of a signature. To identify the signature, who is the farmer using his unique cell phone number, and as I have found above, to convey his acceptance of the contract. Now, the the lawyer for the farmer said, hold, well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait a minute, first of all, when he sent the thumbs up, he was saying, I got the contract. I have received it. Right. That is not a that is not a signature. However, the grain buyer's attorney said in the past the farmer had previously agreed to the contract at least four other times by texting looks good, okay, or yep. <laughs> The farmer's lawyer, again, this is in the case, argued, quote, allowing a simple thumbs up emoji to signify identity and acceptance would open a floodgates to allow all sorts of cases coming forward, asking for interpretations as to what various emojis mean. For example, what does a fist bump emoji mean or a handshaking emoji mean, etc.? Yeah, the really, a handshake should mean I'm taking the contract. That's the... That's the deal. We have a deal. Thumbs yes. up. You just yeah. thumbs yeah. up. You, you, yeah, that. Yeah, that's a that's a contract. Yep. The judge wasn't swayed. However, he responded, "This appears to be a sort of public policy argument." I agree that this case is novel, at least in Saskatchewan. Parenthetically, I'm going to say I don't think it's just Saskatchewan <laughs> at this point. <clears throat> But nevertheless, this court cannot, nor should it, attempt to stem the tide of technology and common usage. It appears to be a new reality in Canadian society, and courts will have to be ready to meet the new challenges that may arise from the use of emojis and the like. So anyway, there you go. It is be careful the emojis that you send, because at least in Saskatchewan, those suckers are legally binding whether you want them to be or not. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah. I, don't text in Saskatchewan. I think it's really 
<laughs> Did everybody understand that? Thumbs up. Nope. I got no, you. No, no, no. <laughs> After those two, I've got a feel good palate cleanser. Oh, okay. Sure. We, we don't do this all that often. So this was an article that was in the athletic. And if you want to read it, you can go to the athletic and just search for autographs, but it's about how modern major league baseball players develop their autographs. And so I was reading it and, and I thought it was really interesting. I've got a couple of signed baseballs here. Uh, one of whom I can read the signature and the other of whom I absolutely cannot. Right. <laughs> That's the authentic one. Oh. And so it starts out with a story about Mike Trout about how he signs thousands and thousands of autographs, right? Yep. And and so Mike Trout was playing with Torrey Hunter. Torrey Hunter in the twilight of his career with the Angels. <laughs> the twilight of Torrey Hunter's career is longer than most players' careers. <laughs> Didn't he play for like 55 years? <laughs> it kind of seemed like it. I think he did. Well, he did because here's the thing. So... Torrey Hunter was watching Trout scribble his name. Yep. And Torrey says, slow down. You need to write out every letter. Because a hundred years from now, and, and Torrey Hunter got this story from Harmon Killebrew when Torrey was playing for the Twins. For the Twins, yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. And Harmon Killebrew said, imagine it's a hundred years from now and a kid hits the ball out into the trees and the group of kids goes looking for it. They don't find it, but they find another one and they notice that it's signed with scribbles and they pick it up and they go, meh, okay, whatever. And they start playing with it. Now, imagine if a kid picks up the ball and it's clearly signed T-O-R-I-I-H-U-N-T-E-R. And they go, huh. You can read who that is. And then they go look up and they learn about Tory Hunter. And after that, Tory Hunter wrote out every single letter of his name every time he signed it from there on. And now if you read Mike Trout's signature, you can also actually read Mike Trout's signature. <laughs> So, you know, it the autographs have, re, I mean, a lot of, and, and the story goes on, the story goes on and on about different players. And well, Carl, Carlos Correa is just two C's with two slashes through them. Right. Okay. But Christian Encarnacion Strand, who has the longest name in major league history. Um, now he just signed CES with a line through the middle of it. <laughs> Because he's not writing all of those letters out. And I, I'm kind of amazed that Harmon Killebrew wrote his name all the way out. But, you know, Harmon always did things the way they were supposed to be done. So. <laughs> hey, Mr. Killebrew, Mr. Killebrew, can I have can I have your autograph? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need two baseballs. One for Harmon, <laughs> one for Killebrew. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was an interesting article and, you know, kind of a feel good palate cleanser there after the idiots. So what are you watching? So we're watching project runway. Okay. That's continuing. We are slowly again, going through shrinking. Okay. Still recommend that. We did start that. We are 
we have, I believe, officially now stopped the great food truck race. We, oh. It turns out we started, we'd only watched episode one. Then we started watching episode two, and then we got this, the text messages that you guys sent us about don't, don't have a food truck with your, with your spouse. Like all of a sudden, like, oh, I, that's what they meant. That's what they meant. However, we will also say at one point, Lisa said, was that a four hour episode? And episode two was a, with commercials, it was a two hour episode. And I said, cause it was like a 124, 125 or whatever. And, and she's like, yeah. It seemed a lot longer than one. Like this episode never ended. That's fine. We'll move on. Episode three. About 20 minutes into it, she goes, you know what? I don't think I care anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) However. Pros versus Joes just didn't trip her trigger, huh? I think it was when they introduced two more challenges it's it's now a stunt food truck competition like <laughs> they're not going anywhere they're going around the same park in los angeles and they're no longer focused on selling food uh, and to your point yes they're in los angeles and nobody knows where the people are so th- this is just this is you know what they're, they're just lazy television so we bailed out instead what we ended up watching on youtube we're just flipping through bloop, bloop, bloop. all of a sudden the algorithm says 80s TV show theme song quiz. You know what? Let's try this. Sure, I'm in. Yep. So they gave you 15 seconds of a TV show, then give you like five seconds to answer, then let you know what it was. Here's what I found. I must have watched a ridiculous amount of TV shows in the 80s because I, at one point, you know the episode, you know you know the part in Rain Man? When... <laughs> When the matches hit the floor, <laughs> I was, I was just getting these like on, give me two notes and I'm telling you what show it is. And Lisa at one point was like, this is getting scary. <clears throat> that was part one. Then it says, would you like to play part two? Oh, and this is mistake. I'm getting cocky. Bring it on. Yep. Apparently I watched a lot of part one shows. I watched almost no of part two. <laughs> There were shows in there. I'm like, I guess I heard of that. Okay, maybe. Anyway, especially for this crowd, for the, for a lot of the people that listen to this, if sure. you go on YouTube, there. By the way, once you once you put that in your feed, there is a 45 minute movie themes quiz. Like that's too long. Like you get like you get need a time break. For this. Yeah. But if you look for something around 19, uh, 80s TV show theme song quiz, there's plenty of those. They're about 10. You're looking for 10 to 12 minutes, maybe 15. You know what? It turns out those are those can be a lot of fun. And you will go, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that. You also do this. Okay. was That's not an 80s show. I mean, that's like a 90s show that happened to have like two episodes in the 80s, or that was a 70s show that that apparently went on on the last episode was January 2nd of 19. They're liberal with the 80s. Okay. But other than that, <laughs> if you're just looking for like 15 minutes of really a fun, absolutely. It's, it's a it's a great time. So there you go. How about you? What are you watching? Uh, we finished the Lincoln Lawyer. Okay. Highly recommend. And they set up for season three. So there you go. It's a good show. 
the writing is great. Really, really sharp. Good stuff. And we watched the last piece of the Des Moines Skyline puzzle go in. So, oh, that was started during ToddCon. It was started during ToddCon. It took us a week and a half, but we finally knocked it out. So that's what I got. Yep. Did you learn anything? Yeah. So I was having a conversation. I was having a conversation with somebody who, well, through some of my work stuff, there there were some conversations, and somebody had a re- somebody was asking for a recommendation around hot water heaters, and of course, I jumped in and said, "Have you tried a heat pump?" And then I pointed out, "How do you?" How do you know if somebody has solar at their house without them saying they have solar at their house? It's because they're talking to you about, have you heard the good news about heat pumps? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I've got pamphlets. It's great. I'll leave them here. Call me. We're available. Are you going to talk to me about CrossFit next? Sorry. (laughs) Please go on. (laughs) So... Along with that, Lisa at some point today was listening to some of my meetings and actually said, how, how often do you talk about solar? And I'm like, only when I'm prompted. But I I'd had another conversation today with somebody um, and um, they, they happen to live in the Las Vegas area and they were asking me what, what my electric bill was for July. Yeah. And, you know, we're within a couple of hours of Las Vegas, so we, we are experiencing nearly the same level of heat. So, you know, 110, 115, that's, that's July. We had a fairly low number because we have solar. I mean, we still paid, but, you know, we paid under $100 for electricity for the month. Here's what I learned. If you have an a, a, just a regular-sized house with air conditioning, and a lot of houses in Las Vegas have, have a... Have, decent sized pool, not a huge pool pump. I was informed that his, his electricity bill for the month of July for again, three people living at home, $720 of electricity. Wow. (laughs) And Envy Energy, if you log in, they will tell you what they think that your bill is going to be for this billing period. And for August, they're tracking 720s, the low number. They're on track for $890 for an electricity bill for 30 days of service in Las Vegas. That's more than my first mortgage. Yeah, yeah. That's more than my first car. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) here's what I learned. Uh, having an air conditioning in Las Vegas is both necessary and almost a hundred percent unaffordable. <laughs> $900 for uh, uh, electricity. That, again, again, mind you, that's not utilities. That's not gas, water, sewer. That is electricity and electricity only for 30 days. Woof. Anyway, I love stories like that, not because I want to see people have to pay bills like that, but that just, I just go outside and I just look at the solar panels on my roof and go, that's why you're here. That's what the solar's for. (laughs) Although it was raining today. And so I was, I was, I was angry at the sky because it was costing me money. Anyway, how about you? What'd you learn? 
we we finished the landscaping project. Well, we the the greater we we hired somebody to do a bunch of landscaping around our house. Yes. But as part of that, they had to move the sprinklers. Reallocate. Thank you. They did. Here's how they reallocated one sprinkler in my backyard. You know, I haven't, I haven't seen such an accurate, I've never seen such an accurate representation of the Bellagio fountains. (laughs) Oh, that thing's going, that thing's going real high. (laughs) And by the way, isn't your property on the other side of the fence? Is is it? (laughs) So, so it's, it's high and far and it's not coming. If this was a home run, this this would be leaving home plate, and it's not landing till it hits the parking lot outside of your property. Yeah, we were watering the field behind our house. Mm, yes, uh, on on the north side of the building, this was the result. <laughs> well, okay. So, just oh, this is awesome. Okay, so what we have here is you have your your new so so they've removed some grass and they've they've put in a very nice this is that fake limestone edging, right? Yes. Yep. And there's and probably bed. what two two feet of rock bed, three oh. feet. So yep. three feet of rock bed between the house and the edge. So it's house, three feet of rock, and then and then edging. And then there are then there are two there are two about 90 degree sprayer heads that, that, that spray in a 90 degree pattern. And both of them are pointed directly at the house. So you are not watering any of the grass behind it, but you are saturating the rock and your foundation with water. Yes. Well, to be fair, those rocks were just there. They need time to, they need time to grow. So you you really want to give them a good soak so that the roots right. develop. The roots, roots of the yes, yeah. the roots yeah. of the rocks really take hold. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's really important. Yes. I, I'm just going to say this, I, and again, you had a professional landscaping company do this. Unless there's a weird perspective here, and I don't think there is because of the size of the air conditioning unit. Why why do you have like two sprinkler heads within like three feet of each other as well? That I that doesn't that doesn't make any sense either. No, I don't know. Uh, and the same company that we hired to do the landscaping is the company that manages our sprinklers, but the landscaping guy is not the same guy that comes every year to fix the sprinklers or turn them on or shut them off and do the startup or, or that kind of stuff. So he could use some training. They're definitely going to be coming back and reworking on that. I, I mean, at this point, and I almost never do this because the results, I'm just saying, given how bad these are, Hey, Hey, Kevin, can you go help with the sprinklers? Cause you can't make it worse. <laughs> No, he couldn't. It's just awful. But to his credit, the landscape work looks great. 
He is an expert. The guy that, that did the sprinklers did the rest of the landscape work. And he did a great, great job with that. Dude, you know what? Let's focus on that. Uh, on the other hand, you got a three foot wide rock bed that goes all the way down your house on the north side of the house, which you have a slope. The rocks are being watered. What to me looks like is you have the world's worst slip and slide. <laughs> <laughs> The music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to our award-winning podcast with Visiting Scholar Todd Prince wherever you get your pods. You can find us, just uh, search Talkin' in the number two. There's no G and there's no space. We have a page on Facebook. You can, I normally say you can tweet us on Facebook. Can I say that anymore? I guess I can't. Uh, I don't know. I don't think we want to say you can X us on Facebook. I don't, that, that just doesn't that, sound right. No, like that's, no. that's no good. I don't know. Uh, we do still have merch on Zazzle. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office now that we're all back around here. No, wait, please don't do that. Uh, thanks to our listeners and our sponsors, Toddler3187, the Taylor Center for Technology Policy, and DJ to go Cedar Valley. And last but not least, send your feedback. We love your feedback. Send it to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Todd? By the way, for just to clear up something earlier, for 2023, the Major League MLB League, MLB League, way to go. I'm just, I'm just, re, I'm just reading what they have here. MLB, Major League Baseball League, fine, whatever, NCIS, <laughs> Naval NCIS, fine. By the way, in 2023, the MLB minimum salary is $720,000. You're thinking that's exactly what I said. Yeah, is that what I said? Yeah. I'm not correcting you. You simply said, I'm covering this now, so you don't have to cover it at the end. Challenge accepted. I covered it at the end. <laughs> that's not how this works. That's, that's not how any of this works. <laughs> I just the look on your face, like I don't what are we even doing now? <laughs> Come on back next week and we'll regurgitate all the same stuff that we did this week. Join us again. We'll be back. We're here. We're talking to Todd. By the way, do you know who would tell Tory Hunter to go to hell? No. Carl Yastrzemski. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> Don't worry, none of this will ever air. <laughs> <laughs>